I think Sasha um, is going to be so important to this team. I feel like he's always in the right spot. He just cuts very well. He has like great uh, hands with the deflections and everything. And so to come from maybe we'll make the play in at the beginning of last year to now where everyone wants to win a championship and they want Monty to make a trade so we could win a chip this year is crazy. Not to mention there are some people who want to mortgage their future for a player that only makes us maybe a little better where we get past the first round. Strange seeing Fox play like he is. Like, I feel like he's been in a, like a slump for like almost a month and a half now, but hopefully he can like uh, start playing like he usually does. He did hit important free throws. So again, free throws were important and we hit those free throws. That's what we've been waiting to see. And there is pandemonium at Arco. Hey, let's light that motherfucking beam. Welcome to the beam unit. It's Daily, joined by my co-pilot Naima. How are you? What's going on? On a night where Joel Embiid drops 70, Cap scores, what, 61? I don't know. Uh, it's a crazy night. Moving forward. First quarter, Keegan with the floater to get the Kings on the board. Harrison Barnes scores 12 points, including two threes. Davion hits a signature reverse layup. Kings up 27 to 24 to end the quarter. Second quarter, Monk connects with JaVale McGee for a gorgeous oop. Monk bounce passes to Lyles down the lane for an easy layup. Beautiful. Kings get six straight stops. HB splashes in his third three. HB goes ISO and hits another midi to end the half. Kings up 57 to 40. I will say Fox and Sabonis combined for only two points. I loved how the Kings scored by committee here. Uh, Naima, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that first half, HB played extremely well. I feel like he didn't even miss a shot that first half. Also, I really loved uh, what I saw from the, the bench, especially. I feel like we... They really came out like anyone who came out, especially Davion. Shout out to Davion. You know, he's been, you know, barely playing lately. So for him to come in like that and, you know, just play solid defense and, you know, get some points as well. Just very, uh, it's very, it was very nice to see that. But yeah, the first half, solid first half. I mean, we even made all our free throws in the first half. That was great to see because, you know, how it is and then overall the game shot over like 80 percent, so that was really nice to see but yeah just a solid first half to begin with well said and, and shout out to the kings for shooting 88 percent from the free throw line what more can you ask for um third quarter mike brown wins a challenge kings up 22 hawks cut the lead to 10 however uncle keeg scores five straight points off a put pad put put back dunk and a three Sasha scores five straight points as well off a right corner three and a tip-in off a Davion miss. Fox makes two tough back-to-back -to -back Euro step lay layups through and over multiple defenders. Kings up 87 to 69 to end the quarter. Fourth quarter, JaVale McGee gets a tech for hanging on the rim after a monster dunk. Golden one exploded. HB hits a left corner three. HB then gets a tough end one. Over Sadiq Bay, I felt like he abused him all night. All night. Hawks within seven. Um, near the end of the game, Fox drives by DeJounte Murray for an end one. Kings win, 122-107. Uh, 
like the bean chance start. Naima, your reactions. Honestly, it was just it was a really good um, game just overall. I don't think it went under nine or ten for the most part of the game. Um, strange seeing Fox play like he is. Like I feel like he's been in a like a um, slump for like almost a month and a half now. But hopefully he can like you know uh, start playing like he usually does. He did hit important free throws, so again free throws were important, and we hit those free throws. Um, yeah, again, great bench play. I hope Sasha's okay after, I don't know if it was like a foot injury or something. I know they said he said, they said he was available, but I don't think he came back in. Um, but hopefully he'll be okay. Um, shout out to Domas for getting 20 plus rebounds. That's definitely, um, not an easy feat. So, uh, yeah, just, just a great game overall. Finally, Kings win. Feels like forever we've not heard the light the beam chance and seeing the beam. So just very happy about the overall win and, you know, the team effort and everything. And and hopefully the fan base can stop panicking now. Um, and I know <laughs> yeah. we talk about the fans a lot, uh, just the more fans on the irrational side, but it's like people acted like the season was over. Right. And it's only, <laughs> we're only at the half. So sure. um, I understand that last year we never had a four game winning uh, losing streak. Uh, with an exception at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is basketball. Teams are going to go through losing streaks, period. Uh, I'm not going to do it right now. I guarantee you uh, multiple teams uh, at the top of the standings Mm -hmm. have gone through a four-game losing streak this season. I guarantee you. Or losing to teams that they're not supposed to lose to. Like literally tonight, like Timberwolves losing against uh, Charlotte. I don't think anyone thought that was going to happen. And well, we happened. know what Charlotte could do, though. <laughs> right? Exactly. We have They're experience. like you. You look at the um, what is it, the their record, and you're like, eh, just an easy win. No, nope. they've beaten like <laughs> you know teams at the top of the or like kept it competitive. So definitely can't take a night off. That's for sure. Yeah, the league is a Shark Tank. Uh, mm-hmm. Period. If you're slipping, if and if a team catches you slipping, they're going to beat you. Um, Cat scored how many points tonight, and then they still got beat, like exactly. you said. So and they lost. <laughs> it is what it is. It happens. And again, I don't recall anybody declaring that this team was ready to win the championship. So I don't know where that came from. Uh, I was just thinking today, I was doing chores, and I was like, damn, you know, last season it was like, before the season started, it was like everyone was happy to just make the play in. Right. And then I talked about many times – on this podcast, how there's always this moving goalpost, right? And so by the end of the season last year, it was like, yeah, maybe we'll get out of the first round. Maybe we'll get to the Western Conference Finals. And so to come from maybe we'll make the play-in at the beginning of last year to now where everyone wants to win a championship and they want Monty to make a trade so we could win a chip this year is crazy. Not to mention there are some people who want to mortgage their future for a player that only makes us maybe a little better where we get past the first round. Come on, take a step back. And I'm glad mm-hmm. we won tonight. So all that talk can die down a little. I know people are still wanting to trade. Uh, any name that gets uh, brought up on the internet, whether it's a sham suite or a Woj bum, you know, everybody starts throwing out stats of that player. And it's like, Oh, this is what they could do for the Kings. And it's like, relax. Don't set yourself up for disappointment. You already know Monty's going to get somebody. If he does get somebody, 
that you weren't expecting. Um, it, it always happens that way. Yeah, I just want to say, like, watching the game, I realized I think it's so important. I think Sasha um, is going to be so important to this team, I feel like, because he's just he just has a knack for the ball, if that makes sense. You know, like he's I feel like he's always in the right spot. Um, I feel like there was this one play where I think Malik missed a shot and then he literally like followed it up so quickly and like no one thought he was going to be there. But he just cuts very well. He has like great uh, hands with the deflections and everything. And his shot is just like, you know, it's such a quick high release. It's like imp impossible to block. Um, and like, you know, once he gets it up there, I feel like every time he's going to make it like, you know, he's just a lethal shooter. So just, just that's what I kind of observed today. Uh, I mean, tonight watching the game. So yeah, I hope, I hope like Sasha, um, he gets more used to NBA game and NBA flow. Cause I think he can make a really, really good player in the NBA. No, for sure. I mean, his feel is incredible for the game. Mm -hmm. Um, he plays winning basketball. We yep. saw this even in his first month here, he's always in the right place at the right time. Uh, his team defense, I think, is extremely solid. Of course, one-on-one -on -one against a, a hyper-athletic uh, offensive power like KD or somebody, yeah, sure, he'll get overpowered or get blown by. But as far as team, de team defense goes, I'm comfortable with him on the floor. Absolutely. David, how are you? I'm good, guys. So, especially after this game. Um, but, yeah, no, overall, uh, this was a really good way to, like, you know, get out of that kind of slump they've been in a nice kind of win to handle to basically take care of business. In a lot of ways it was both similar and different than a lot of our other wins where like we basically took control and held on to control throughout the game. Like, yeah, there were times when Atlanta got closer or made it more competitive. But what I mean is that we held on to lead pretty much for almost the entirety of the game. And that's a good sign, uh, especially like our defense was really good tonight. Like, um, you can get, I, I know that some people bring up the fact that Atlanta was missing some key guys and things like that, but like our defense really did help us a lot in this game. It looked like it seemed like we played a lot better defense. We finally were hitting our free throws, <laughs> which is good. Hopefully that's a pattern that will stay. I know you've already mentioned the whole pack that Harrison Barnes had, I think his best game, uh, this season, I would argue, um, especially just being especially considering how much Fox and Sabonis were struggling. Well, Fox especially was struggling offensively in the first couple quarters, um, which is fine. Like winning a game where Fox doesn't have to go on like a big number is a good sign for this team. So yeah, a good solid win before going on the road. Um, good way to respond after losing four. Nice that the guys kind of got this out of their head. This kind of reminds me of a few other times where we've won games that got a little close, but we managed to, um, close out well and did a good job doing that tonight and now the guys can take a couple days off go to golden state and hopefully you know beat the warriors and hopefully the warriors are mentally and emotionally ready uh for that game i don't, I don't know if it's going to be postponed again uh one of their games are going to be postponed again uh due to the due to the tragic death of that coach uh, but yeah, that'll be a fun game to watch. It'll be on TNT. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, David. We appreciate you as always. Sean, uh, how are you, man? Uh, first of all, it was a good win, you know, um, a little weird here and there, but you know what? We showed resilience and we won the game. So, 
Uh, really, I just wanted uh, your input on that uh, halftime post by uh, HB. Did you see that on Instagram? What's that all about? I don't think I've ever seen that from a player. But, hey, um, hey you know, if we trade them, we trade them. But the one thing I wanted to also get your input on is I really liked uh, how we kind of put him on the post and put Sabonis up at the top of the key. It kind of gives us a new ruffle, like in offense. I've been wanting them to do that for ever since like maybe even when they were in the playoffs, I really don't know why they don't post up HB on these smaller guards. He's really effective on the, the post and he could just kick it to Sabonis and we could still run those uh, dribble handoffs. So we'll see what happens, but really just uh, a little strange that he posted mid game 19, you know, they scored 19 points, but uh, hats off to him. I think he played well and uh, we got the dub. So that's really all I had said. 100%. Shout out Kevin. Uh, I don't know if he's in here yet, but he he posted one of my favorite tweets of the night. He said, welcome back, foul merchant HB. Harrison Barnes is really good at getting to the foul line. But again, like we've said all season long, when you only go to the line or when you only take two shots a game or, you know, sometimes he has a blank on his um, box score, he can't do that. So it was nice to see the Kings actually treat him as a third option almost today. And I, and I felt like that's what they did. That first half was wonderful. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, running him in that post, I mean, even at the end of the game where they were just put, giving him the ball, like Fox literally called everybody away to one side, let Barnes post up, and then Barnes kicked it to Sabonis, ran a dribble handoff like to Murray. I, I don't really know why we are always just stuck on running Sabonis in our offense because, I mean, as you saw against the Suns, KD guards Sabonis, we can't get dribble handoffs, the whole offense we don't. Ha- we need like another option off that. So, not sure if Barnes is uh, going to be traded or what's going to happen. Uh, Monty, we trust, but um, it was just interesting that he posted mid game on Instagram. But you know what? He was having a hell of a game. So hopefully, he can just build off that and continue. So, no, he's he's tired of the talk. You know how many people talk about how washed he is, quote unquote washed he is, even though, uh, like we said time and time again that he's literally the fifth fifth option now and, and Mike Brown himself said yeah we don't run any plays for him it's like it's just somebody you could trust period uh, and he's not going to like ruin your team by being out there he's a vet he knows what to do he knows about rotations um, and granted and it's not his fault if teams just score on us all the time just because our team defense is we just have a lot of bad habits it's awful at times so yeah it, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, that's why he posted it. He's, he's probably just tired of the talk uh, and all the negativity that surrounds his name. And, yeah, you're totally right. They should go to HB more. And I'm not saying he's the answer. But, yeah, he should get at least seven to nine shots a game, period. Let him cook if he can, depending on who's defending him. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, I, mean I don't want to take up uh, – I'm just going back and forth with you. But his post moves, I mean, ever since he's been on our team, I mean, he could take a lot of uh, – you know, forwards in this league to the post and, you know, put them in a blunder and get to the free throw line. But for some reason, they never would put him in that position. So hopefully we keep using him like that if he's on the team and we'll see what happens. So, And like we always say, um, he still has value. Is he yeah. a starter on a championship team? I don't think he is. I don't know. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I think he could totally contribute off the bench in that manner. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think we're just lucky that the Hawks are a little depleted, so uh, we could allow him to cook tonight. 
but yeah, he's still valuable. Uh, I think, and, and he's not necessarily washed like everybody else seems to think. Um, so it, it is what it is. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate yeah. it. Man. Yeah. Take it easy. Ben, what's going on? Hey, Daly. How you going, man? Um, yeah. How good to see the return of Harrison Barnes tonight. And, there's obviously some stuff going on behind the scenes for him to for him to post that at halftime, and also the return of the um, Harrison Barn post up post up. But last year, time and time again, teams would get on runs, and one of our go-to plays was just chucking Harrison Barnes in the post. He would either get to the free throw line or hit a bucket. And man, I reckon we've seen that more times tonight than I reckon we probably have. In the in the rest of the season combined, and and last year it was a bit of a it, we used to do it all the time. So there's there's definitely been some some stuff going on as far as roster construction, um, and just you know even like you, you see just with the lack of offensive looks that Harrison Barnes has been getting the Duarte, you know, experiment even in preseason when when that was going on, you know, there's obviously been we have we, you got the core the core guys Fox Sabonis Murray maybe Monk you know and I think I feel like they've been experimenting with those other guys running probably a lot of herders actions through Murray and um, yeah you know I'm I'm just really looking forward to the trade deadline for for, for 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 like both reasons you know like if we get through the trade deadline and they don't make a move I, I just want to see Herder and Barnes just you know settle in not have to worry about it, get back to, to where they were last year. And, and if we do make a move, obviously that will be exciting as well, you know. So, um, yeah, hats off to Harrison Barnes. And, uh, yeah, like the beam, baby. It's good to good to be lighting it again because it was, it was a bit dark there for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ben, how many trades did you did you cook up? I know you don't post everything that you're, you're dealing with uh, when you're at home and you're looking at trades. I mean – Anything interesting for us? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm I'm always playing around with that trade machine, and you know, um, and it's not necessarily I, I don't like this player and I want him gone. It's 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 just looking at it in like a realistic lens. Like like I said before, you've got your core guys and these guys on the outskirts. You know whether they be you know veteran presence, or, you know l- bigger contracts that. And not long-term viable. So you know, my my biggest one, and and I've said it all season. Pe- people are probably sick of hearing it. Is is I want Jonathan Isaac, and I and I know he's got his off-court stuff, and I know he's got the injury concerns. But um, there's been a bunch of smart basketball pages who have been posting the last month, and and I think he has. Oh, I can't remember exactly what this, but it, it, his his defensive stats jump off the page, even though he has been playing small amounts of minutes. And I just feel like our team, you know, last season and this season, our, our team has stayed healthy. We don't have any injury-prone guys um, on this team. So I feel like taking a fly on a guy like Isaac, because it's not a matter of, you know, is he good or is he going to fit? Because the 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 stats are there and the guys miss so much time. So if he can get healthy, he's only going to get better from there. But it, it is the is he going to stay healthy? So I don't know. From from I feel I feel like that's a that's a nice move to make where where we could like keep Barnes, we could keep Herder, we could add Isaac 
and you know, and, and he is that potential upside. While you know, he, he's the ceiling raiser. While we have, you know, Harrison Barnes, who who I guess is the floor raiser. And I think those two would be a nice, you know, um, a good. You know, you would obviously want to you'd want to lean towards Isaac if he was to stay healthy. But Barnes is is more than capable, as you see tonight. And and yeah, but yeah, that's that that's the only one I got. You know, and 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 it's not necessarily off. You know. Sacramento, Orlando trades like there's three there's three way trades you know there's 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 ways to make it happen but um yeah it's it's like all trade machine stuff so like the, the the likelihood that it's actually going to happen very bloody slim but I don't know it's cool to look into no absolutely and in full transparency Ben once you add a third team I, I tap out it, it's like oh man I'm not looking at this <laughs> it, I just get lazy it's like oh okay. yeah but I I just feel like you always you know. When you're talking about draft pieces, like like you usually have one team who's wanting young pieces. You want you usually got another team who's who's like like who wants veteran pieces. You know, so sometimes you know you need that third team. So all three teams, you know, get their get their real. One team might need young pieces. One might want win now. One might want roster shedding you know right and, and then that third team usually offers a pick or two uh that the one team can't, can't that's right yeah that. yeah no i know i'm yeah. just lazy yeah that's all good man but yeah thanks <laughs> um thanks again as always guys and uh yeah love the baby no Have appreciate you ben thank you so much for coming through so i was listening to this podcast between a raptors analyst and a pacers analyst and you know, they're talking about the trade with Pascal going over to the Pacers. And the Pacers uh, podcaster was asking about Pascal Siakam's defense. And, you know, the Raptors analyst was like, well, years prior to this, uh, Pascal's closeout defense and his one-on-one -on -one defense guarding fours and fives uh, was so much better. But in the past year, this season, um, you know, it hasn't been as good. And he, and this person was like, well, the effort just wasn't uh, there this season. And so the Pacers analyst was like, yeah, that's definitely the soul text. And so when players know, and this isn't everybody, but this made a lot of sense to me. When, when players know they're about to be traded, their play is different and things are just off. So I was thinking about that with the Kings and, you know, I kind of see it as a vibe tax with this team, uh, with the whole team knowing that pieces are going to be traded and the same names are mentioned in every trade rumor, every Shams post, every Woj bomb. It's HB, it's Herder, it's Davion. Um, and so that has to weigh on the minds of the players. And I'm not saying... That four-game losing streak was just due to that. I, I truly believe the four-game losing streak uh, was just due to fatigue and, and a few other little things as well. There's so many variables. I wouldn't know. No one knows, right? Uh, but, yeah, I, I truly believe in that. Um, they're dealing with the vibe tax. Things are off. And, and, and when you have so many rumors uh, hitting you at once, it's hard to focus and lock in for a full 48 minutes, uh, day in and day out, especially on a road trip or back-to-backs. It's difficult. Uh, I'm just glad that they won this game uh, so that, you know, 
people can stop doom posting. Uh, King's Reddit is a mess. I've saw people trying to trade De'Aaron and Sabonis. Hey guys, you know, what's Fox and De'Aaron worth? Like, I mean, what's Fox and Sabonis worth? It's like, are you kidding me? It's crazy out there. Um, and I guess people, I don't know if they're new fans. Like, do you not know what this team has gone through? Uh, it, it's crazy. Liz is in the building. Liz, how was your game? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I mean, we only had five players, no subs, so we had to play a full 40-minute game tonight. Uh, so my ass was fucking huffing and puffing up and down the court. Uh, we got our asses beat, um, but the team would just, I mean, some of the girls play college ball and stuff, so it is what it is. Uh, I think we stuck around for like three quarters, but by the fourth quarter, they kind of pulled away. Um, but, you know, hey, proud of our effort because we were all tired of shit out there, like freaking huffing and puffing. So to play 40 minutes um, with no subs uh, is pretty damn good. So, yeah, I, I had fun. That's what it's all about. I was just going out there and having fun and stuff. So it's all good, but. I didn't catch the game, unfortunately. I got home. I ate and showered and stuff. Um, but I'll watch the game at 11 because it comes on 11 again my time. Right. Um, but I saw the – I looked at the box score and stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, see what happens when Harrison Barnes takes more shots, you know, than two shots. He tends to score a little more points. Um, it's funny how that works. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they got the win. That's all that really matters. You know, I'll kind of watch and break down the game, um, you know, later for myself. But, uh yeah they got the win you know didn't have to go on a five game losing streak uh they're going to be going out on like what i think a seven game road trip after this so you know to get a win right before that definitely helps them because this road trip is going to be a tough one um but yeah you got to get a win anytime you can and you know the hawks were very shorthanded uh, i was actually surprised that Dejounte murray played because he was doubtful going into the game today um but yeah at least they got the win because if they had lost to this team with and Dejounte murray didn't play i would be like all right, some sums up like this is crazy, but uh, yeah, I'm happy they got the win tonight. So we can uh, we can calm down for a minute on the trade talks, right? And we allow Harrison Barnes to cook, quote unquote cook. Um, you know, look at that. He, he was eight for eight from the free throw line. I mean, those are just points that we need all the time, and and I really think they should at least have him take six to eight shots a game. Seriously. Well, I saw, I saw too. Uh, well, I didn't see, but I was listening to Morgan on the post game, and she said that they were twenty four out of twenty seven for the free throw line. So that's a positive, only missing three free throws the whole game when we've been just really, really bad. Um, that's the thing. Like, I don't think people, you know, like people don't understand free throws because it's like, yeah, they're free, you know, but when you're going game speed, because at practice, I mean, even Mike Brown said after the game last time, I think he was like. You know, we practice more free throws than we've ever practiced since I've been here. And obviously it still didn't help. Game free throws and practice free throws are so different because when I played ball back in high school and stuff, because we used to, you know, go off to the side and everyone get a partner and you shoot free throws. And I would make, sometimes I'd make 20 in a row. And then I'd get to the free throw line in the game, just shank the shit out of both of them. So free throws in a game, I get it. These guys get paid millions. You know, they, they should, you know, be making a little more free throws because you know they are professionals i'm obviously not a professional but i i get sometimes the mental because once you start kind of missing like especially with malik because malik's a career 85 percent you know free throw shooter so i get kind of the mental aspect of it too you start overthinking it you're you know you don't put enough legs into it you know things like that so to see them tonight go 24 27 from the free throw line um that's also definitely a positive that i saw so happy for them for that absolutely hopefully it continues paula it's burner it's been a minute how are you What's up, everybody? 
good night for a Kings win. I was actually at the game. I got some last minute tickets. That was cool. Uh, I got to take my older sister. Um, I've never been to a game with her. It was her first game since like 2004. Um, so she was super hyped to be there. Um, this was a weird one. Like, I, I'm obviously ecstatic that we got the win. We we needed that, you know, monkey off our back to just get back in the win column and start playing some some Kings basketball. But just from the fact of, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys have already covered this. I kind of hopped in late. I was dropping my sister off. But um, Harrison dropping 30, you know, Fox, you know, kind of playing like a like a role player it seemed um I don't know if anybody else picked up on this maybe it was just because I was at the game and I could kind of look at his body language a bit more I don't know what's up with Fox maybe I'm just you know thinking too much into it he looked kind of uh disengaged like and maybe it wasn't the type of game where we needed you know super high intensity Fox from you know, from, you know, uh, from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. I know there were some times where I didn't expect him to come out of the game uh, and, and Mike Brown pulled him. Um, and again, it, it, it worked out. The team, you know, you, you got good minutes from, from Barnes. You got good minutes from Vazenkov. You got good minutes from, uh, from Keegan. So it wasn't exactly a game where you needed, you know, dominance from Fox. Uh, but just something I picked up on, I thought it was interesting. He just looked like, I don't know. He's we've been talking about it for the better part of a month now. He just doesn't doesn't look like him. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's you know he's got stuff going on in his life or if something with the team. I don't know. But he just didn't seem like like himself tonight. He kind of got it going a bit more in the fourth quarter there, which is kind of you know his mo. Um, but that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> Harrison, man, it was just I kind of tweeted about it. It just seemed like. I don't know if it was an intentional type of thing. Like I know there are some, there are some rumors as far as Kings, you know, looking into some trades with Atlanta, um, some some around surrounding Dejounte Murray, some surrounding Bogdanovich, other you know other players like that, um, DeAndre Hunter. But it just looked, it, it almost felt like Barnes was being featured, and it almost felt like Barnes was featuring himself. Um, he looked good. I, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that this is the guy who more or less carried our team through a lot of the darker years before the Mike Brown years. And, you know, it was just it was nice to see him go off. It was nice to see him be aggressive and get his and get in the post and go to the basket and knock down some shots. And it was just encouraging. And and if and if we trade him, it was great, you know, that that, that he kind of upped his value and showed that he still got it. And if we don't trade him, I hope that this is a that this is what we can see for the rest of the year. We're we're going to need him, you know. If this team wants to make a playoff push, and Mike Brown is committed to ha- having him in the starting line, regardless whether he's a starter or he's coming off the bench, we need that intensity from Barnes. Um, he's still a very capable player. He's still a vocal leader, and we need some more things drawn up for him. Um, we need some more plays that are called, you know, his number getting called. So it was just nice. It, it was cool to see. Um, fun atmosphere. We got the beam lit. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. It was good. Exactly. Uh, we haven't said in a, in a long time, but yeah, sleep beams for everyone. Appreciate you coming through. And I'm glad your sister saw that game. Uh, she may have to go from now on, uh, considering she's a good luck charm. Um, yeah, I don't know about Fox. Uh, who knows? I'm not going to worry about him. I think we just all know that something's off period. And if he has to grow through this lull now, 
and comes back uh, to the De'Aaron Fox that we know and love. Come playoff time, I'm all for it. Get all your kinks out now. Go through your rough patches now uh, instead of later. So uh, thanks for calling, Paul Burner. Torino, what's up? You know, a great win, obviously. You know, definitely needed that for, you know, for their mental probably more than anything. You know, we all know what a mental toll losing can take on people. So um, I'm glad that they strung together, you know, a, a full game, you know, despite maybe giving Atlanta a little bit of life uh, towards the end. But, you know, ultimately they they uh, put the nail in the coffin and uh, got away with the dub. So, you know, that's always good. Um, you know, obviously, you know, shout out to HB for the night he had. Uh, you know, the I think the thing about, like, the people, you know, and even me included sometimes who gives him a hard time, it's not the fact that we think he's a bad player. It's the fact that he's not consistent. Now, granted, we all know the role is different for him than it has been, you know, from the time he first got here. You know, but um, I don't know. I just think maybe because we're used to more production from him, you know, we, we figure that he, you know, given his veteran, you know, just veteran this, how whatever word, you know, he's been in the NBA for a while, so you would think that. But, yeah. Um, and then, like I said, the whole Fox friend, I mean, I, I feel like this is a yearly thing at this point with him where he goes through, you know, kind of a rough patch, and we are all asking, like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? Like, <laughs> you know, because it, it's just it's, – it's glaring, obviously, you know, from what he does when he's scoring 30 and – with ease and the shots falling and he's slashing and doing everything that he does versus, you know, kind of, you know, in a sense being passive and kind of deferring a bit to whoever has the hot hand, which is fine. You know, stars, you know, sometimes have to defer to uh, their, their teammates if the team, if their teammates are having better games or have a, uh, have, if they have the hot hand. So seeing that a bit more, but, you know, nonetheless, I'm not really worried about it. You know, just hopefully, you know, um, it's not – it doesn't go on for too much longer. Uh, and if if he is indeed – whether it's injury or personal, something going on in his life or whatever, just hopefully, you know, it, it gets better for him, um, you know, so that he can not only be happy but also, you know, play great basketball like he's capable of. and. You know, um, just continue to keep training upward. So, um, yeah, that's really all I got to say. And then also shout out to Kev tonight, although he was, you know, getting into some foul trouble, you know, applaud, you know, applaud him more for what he was able to do on the defensive end. You know, he's definitely shown that he's at, least, at the very least a, a very exceptional off ball defender, you know, given his size and, you know, just maybe some of what Mike Brown has uh, implemented into him. So, um, yeah, just a good good effort overall. It wasn't really anyone that stuck out other than Barnes, but it was just kind of a, a collective effort. So that's really what you need more times than not to really be a good team. 100%, man. Torino, we thank you for calling in, as always. Serial, what's up, man? Sorry, man. <laughs> I had to put the little one to sleep. So I just got something quick to say about Fox. I heard everybody like, for me, what I saw was a leader that saw his fat wasn't falling, 
Still played hella good defense for most almost every possession. Swipe that stuff like Swiper always does, right? And he saw everybody else was getting involved, was hitting their shots. Harrison, uh, Domas was hitting those boards, hit a couple of timely threes, get up 20. Like to me, he I feel like he probably would have been a little bit more aggressive earlier if they had been down or were only up a couple. But to me, he saw that he didn't have to go sit there and just keep on shooting because the shot definitely wasn't falling. And he did other little things and other things. Yeah, if you look at the box score, you're like, hey, he only scored 12, 13 points, whatever it was. Not his usual. He's still Maybe he's still hurting somewhere. But he did other things. Like, I don't think he was lack, lackluster. I don't think he wasn't engaged. I thought he was very engaged the whole game. But he found other things to do because the shot wasn't falling. Am I concerned about that? Obviously, after there's been a lot of games that his shot hasn't been falling. I still, in my opinion, think he's hurt somewhere and he's just playing through it. But kudos to him finding other things to do, other ways to get involved. And to me, he was on that defensive end the whole game. So I don't see what everybody else was seeing and what they're talking about, but that's just my opinion what I saw. Well, he's been playing at such a high level. And the style of his play is ridiculous. He takes so much abuse because he drives into the lane. And he gets his end ones. And he made two tough back-to-back drives in this game where it was like, I think it was in the fourth quarter, and it was like two Euro steps, right? Mm -hmm. And he's shooting these little mid-rangers over multiple defenders, and he does this all the time. So when you're driving in the paint, it takes its toll. He's only 6'3", so he's not a big guy. He's just a tough guy, but he's not a big guy. And I think that's taking its toll. That's my theory. I think it's just... So he's been carrying the team for a while. Like when everybody else was like, he was carrying a, a heavier load than usual. And I think, I don't think, I don't think anybody on the team was prepared for him to have to do that. Like we thought, let's all be honest, like at the beginning of the season after the signings, and everything, like I think all of us were pretty much screaming for the most part, like we got a pretty deep team. We can go 10 deep if we need to. And that's just not the case. And it hasn't been the case. And I don't think in his head, he saw that not being the case either. And he ended up, I think, going a lot harder than he thought he was going to have to a lot earlier than he thought he was going to have to. And like you said, it's taking its toll. And I honestly feel like we're just better when he isn't scoring as much. And I know it'd be cool. Oh, De'Aaron Fox, he wants a scoring title or he's averaging 30 a game or whatever. That's cool. But I'd rather win by committee. And I felt like that's what this beam team did last year. And so this year, because he's found his three-point shot and, and he's a threat from all levels now, he just does so much more. And, and I know I, re- I repeat this all the time, but you know when you just have one player going off like that all the time, including Domas too, it's just him and Domas um, nine times out of ten this season, the offense gets predictable. Um, and so when you have Barnes contributing and Herter out of his slump and Keegan doing Keegan things, that just makes us so much more unpredictable. And and we look like the beam team of last year when nobody expected, you know, anything from us and they didn't know how to scout us. And, and so that's why this game was a joy to watch, despite Fox only scoring 13 points or 12 points. I mean, I like it when everybody takes part. I do think Barnes shooting 20 times is overboard. Uh, I don't know what was up with that. Uh, I don't know if that was like, I'll show you fans or, or 
if that's just uh, the coaching staff trolling the fans, but whatever, that was a joy to see. Uh, I just like it when everybody chips in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I, I could have sworn a couple of times I saw Harrison kind of like on timeouts, like just smirk. Like it's like like you said, like almost saying like uh, I'm not dead. And it's like I think I tweeted something too. Like uh, you guys better start ex- better expect at least multiple games of him not showing up after this game. But I mean, hopefully he's found some kind of groove. And like I said, even if you don't have plays called, just be aggressive. Like if even if you're not scoring, like dude, at least hit the like I saw him hit the boards a couple times. Like run to the to go grab a rebound. It's like bro, that's all you gotta do. Like. Just make the effort to, I mean, rebounds, you should get two to three rebounds that just fall to you half the time. So it's like, come on, man. Like, so just hopefully, like, everybody's kind of, like, finding the little thing. And I don't know what the whole Alex Lynn thing is between him and Javel and what Mike's doing on that. But at this point, as long as they're winning, yo, man, do whatever you got to do. I just, I just want to see the fun-loving team back again. So that's it. So not to be negative, and I don't want to end on a negative note, but <laughs> what do you think? I mean, you look at our players. Who is a, really a, a championship-level starter? And, and I do realize that all championship teams just have their role players that are just okay, and they would just be okay on every other team. But really, I feel like it's three, two people, and then the rest are role players. And Keegs is not there yet. We could all admit that he's not – who I think he's going to become next season or the year after that. Right. So it's just Fox and Sabonis. I think Monk is a championship level person off the bench. And he's clutched in that way. And he's going to be a playoff performer. Um, And he's going to average probably 30 minutes in any seven game series. But then after that, it's like, we have very just above average players or just average. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I think you're right. Like, I think I've said it before. Like, When this team becomes a championship team, this isn't the team you're going to see out there. You're going to see about four to five guys that are no longer here, replaced by other guys. It just is it's the evolution of the team, whether people like it. It might be a fan favorite, whatever the case may be, but they're going to have to make moves and get those other people here some way or another. Be creative. Obviously, it's Sacramento, but I think they're capable of doing it. And I do think, despite what other people say and what people, I think this is a destination spot. I really do to an extent. Uh, It might not be the glitz and glamour of all the major cities, but I think people see what this team is capable of and want to play with Sabonis, want to play with Monk, want to play with um, Fox. So I think there are going to be players that want to play here. It's just a matter of can we get them here. And I don't want to believe that that like three-fourths of the league are a bunch of young horn dogs like Lou Will going to strip clubs all the time. I, I know like probably more often than not, there's a lot of players that just want to settle down and just be chill and not have a bunch of distractions of a big city. Can't be everybody trying to be busy and, and you know rock with the hustle and bustle of a big city. It, Seriously, this is a nice place to play, a nice place to live. Um, It's not as crazy. If you could find crazy things to do, you totally can in Sacramento. But for the most part, it's chill. Let's be honest, man. Vegas is a four-hour flight. Like, And we're talking about guys making multi-millionaires. Like, if you really need to, you can take a Rodman trip if that's what you need to do. But, like, 
it's there. So it's not like if even if you get a couple of those type of guys that are like party, like you're they're more incapable of off season or even like off days, like going where they need to go. So it's at the end of the day, you want mature players. You want guys that are about winning. So you want you want those players anyway to be here. And and Kuzma rationalized it best in the, on that podcast like a year and a half ago when he was rumored to be traded here two years ago. And he was like, Napa's right there. Like, if I want something to do, I could find it. If I go to Sacramento, I'm cool with it. It was totally fine. So, yeah, I, I think the idea of, of Sacramento isn't a destination because of its location is is bogus. You know, I if I was a power forward or a forward who could shoot, yeah, I'd want to play with Domas because I'm going to get my shots. 100, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, even Monk, like, who everyone thought was this offensive juggernaut, which he, he can be. He loves do he loves the give and go like who wouldn't want to play with monk in the second unit knowing that they're going to get alley-oops and dimes all day long or even with the first game like this team is definitely a team that you want to play on so and I, I think even kuzma realizes that now like i think there's some regret in him of not you know whether whatever happened during whatever talks they had i think part of him he would more than welcome come in here now if that was a capable move so I'm not worried about it. Monty will take care of what needs to be taken care of, whether it's before the trade deadline or in the off season. But for now, this is what we got. And these guys got to make it work until otherwise said so. And uh, I wouldn't set myself up for disappointment and expect a trade. If they don't and they run it back, um, so be it. I don't know if we'll get out of the first round, but and, and who knows if they make the playoffs. I don't think we're that bad though. Uh, so yeah, we'll just have to see. I'm just going to take each day as it comes. Uh, I'm not going to expect anything. I'm not going to get excited over any rumors. Uh, and, and, you know, I understand that Kings Media, they need their clicks. And so, yeah, people are going to post about stats of different players that are rumored to, that are uh, in the rumor mill um, to come here and whatnot. But, you know, don't take it to heart. Don't start dreaming about lobs to uh, – whoever they uh, spread a rumor about. Uh, appreciate you, Manny, as always. We're going to head out. I appreciate everyone coming through. Uh, you guys are the best. Um, yeah, we have some days rest, right, until we go on the road, So, which is really just up the street. Am I correct on that? Yep. Play the Warriors on Wednesday. Uh, Naima, any last words? Um, Not really. I, I really don't know what to say, <laughs> but it's and it was just nice to see the Kings win again. I mean, after what was it like twelve days and everything, and a four-game losing streak, like it's always nice um, to have a team um, effort and a team win like that. So yeah, like the Beam. Yeah, same. I mean, we won. Like the Beam. Uh, next game is going to be a tough one, as it always is against the Warriors. So they just got to, you know get a nice good practice in, good film study, uh, get a little bit of rest, and, uh, yeah, hopefully get this uh, road trip started on a positive note. Right on. All right, everyone here, you guys are the best. Thank you for supporting us. We are out of here. Good day, good night, and light the beam.